You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Tom, and introduce your guest. And uh, we got another guest on the line, too. Richard, uh, what's his last name? Lintonello or something? <laughs> We're just happy Richard's still alive after, you know, all the severe thunderstorms and everything. He's ready to go back to Brooklyn now. <laughs> they they got severe storms yeah. on their streets in Brooklyn and New York, I think, don't they? <laughs> we had no power last night for seven hours, and it finally came on around midnight. So uh, I was lucky to uh, get my phone charged up and, and join the crew this morning. And, and we're glad you did, we think. Uh, so this morning uh, we have a special guest, a, a distinguished guest from the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, uh, Mr. Dennis Fleming. And uh, Dennis is a uh, member of the Model T Ford Club International and the Shenandoah Racketeers. And Dennis is here to talk to us about a really special event, a uh, great swap meet that a lot of you probably haven't yet heard about. We hope you have, but uh, I hope that today's your first day hearing about it, that you try to spread the word. We're going to be posting uh, about the uh, swap meet on our Facebook page, The Classic Car Show. So check out our Facebook page, The Classic Car Show. We're going to post some information so that once Dennis has told you about how wonderful this is going to be you'll go to our facebook page and pick up on information and you'll be sure and head out next weekend to dennis tell us what you guys are doing well thank you thank you for inviting me on uh we we uh we started this uh mid-atlantic pre-war swap meet in uh, 2015 so this is our eighth year and it is geared primarily to pre-war cars and memorabilia and transportation items and stuff like that so uh we've we've grown from in 2015 i think we had 24 vendors uh this year we're approaching 70 vendors for for this event uh which will be may 13th and 14th uh, which is next friday and saturday and uh it's held at the vfw post 621 in Luray, Virginia, and we do a lot of, our, our goal is to give back to the veterans, so that's that's our, our primary uh, reason for doing the, well, the event originally was just to have a, a, a swap meet here in the mid-Atlantic region, and then we teamed up with the VFW the first year, because we couldn't find a venue that didn't want to charge us a whole lot of money in the VFW decided to do it free of charge for a donation so that's how we got associated with them and we've been with them ever since and and you guys through your efforts have been able to provide uh, uh, a substantial uh, amount of money back to the local VFW there too to help help the local veterans as well uh, yes I, I think but, over the yeah I, I I think it, I, the numbers exactly are not in my head right now, but it's it's well it exceeds ten thousand dollars in the last seven years that we've given the VFW for their efforts to help with uh, veterans of foreign wars that's suffered from PTSD and 
other issues. So they, they really do do a lot of good for those who have returned from war. And uh, we, we do everything we can to support them. They also provide, during the event, they provide the food for us. Uh, they're, and all the funds that they raise from that effort is theirs. Plus, we give them the donations as well. Well, what could be better to get out and enjoy the car hobby and uh, support yeah. veterans as well? It's like a win-win. Uh, we're all, yeah. you know, we, <clears throat> go ahead. You, and, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, you know, we were just what? saying that I was just going to say, all of us here are big supporters of veterans, and, of course, we love cars, so there's not a whole lot better. <laughs> right, Rich? Well, it's, it, it, it's a great marriage, yeah. you know. Now, is this just a swap meet, or is it also a car show? Well, it, it's it, it's been just a swap meet and with a few people that have come in. We, we encourage, uh, if there, we can set up an area in the future, if there's some that want to come to display cars and, and have a little show. Uh, we do we do try to tend to to gear towards the earlier stuff to, to be associated with the meet. I'm not saying that we wouldn't invite and welcome the later cars as well, because I love, I love to look at them, too. But the whole idea is a pre-war meet, and uh, we, we would encourage that. Uh, Model A's in the 40s and even up through the 50s era cars are included in this. We, we've expanded it to fifth, through the Flathead era because, unfortunately, the earlier uh People who are involved in this actively uh, of the earlier stuff are are getting older, and we're losing some of the interest in the very early stuff. So we've kind of included the later stuff as well a little bit. Um, oh, sounds like a fun meet, is, and sounds like a relaxing uh, event. Yeah, it is. And you know, we're we're uh, I think we have sixteen states represented uh, as vendors, and wow. I've, that is somewhere around 60, 65% of our vendors are out of state, which is pretty wow. neat. We have them yes. uh, from all over the country. And we actually have a couple that's attending the swap meet from Sweet. They're flying in here wow. Wednesday. Yeah, they're coming to do some shopping and, and look around, Model T enthusiasts. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That we're getting some international people here as well, and you're going to be in Lorraine, Virginia. That's your your hometown, as I understand it. Uh, yes, sir. And uh, so I have to ask while while we're talking about Lorraine, Virginia, you know, they the very famous for the uh, special caverns there with the stalactites and stalagmites and the uh, and the very special organ that they have in there that actually. Yeah. Uh, plays the rock formations for uh, um, and then they also have um, gosh I can't get it right but uh, they have a car museum there too still do they not yes the car and carriage museum is uh, it, that's a primarily a pre-war museum of, uh, of representation of cars from around the world and that is a beautiful beautiful uh museum to see as well as the caverns is a beautiful thing to see the Lou Ray Caverns Corporation does a wonderful job for the community and and uh, they uh, they they have a, a wonderful attraction 
as well as they have been they have added a um, uh, culture museum uh, valley culture that goes dates back to the 1700s so they they have a valley heritage museum now that has a lot of stuff in it from the valley so they've had a lot of things there that uh, have uh, it's been a great attraction great for the area yeah, yeah I, I remember you when you come and see the swap meet. <laughs> exactly. You might as well go to Luray, plan on spending the night in the area. You can yeah. do the swap meet one day. You can yep. do the Luray Caverns in the class. It used to, when I was a kid, it was called the Classic Car Caravan, I think. Yeah, yeah I think early um, on there was, well, actually, I have a. We're not going to say I, how I long ago that was. Well, I bought a I bought a Model T uh, a few years ago, and it had a bunch of plaques. There's little AACA Antique Automobile Club of America plaques in them that they used to issue out. And lo and behold, one of them was a 1959 AACA meet in at the Luray Caverns at the Car Museum. Wow! Which was the, the Car Museum was established, I think, in '58. So this was the, the year following the, the the initial year of the Car and Carriage Museum. It was one of the hey, Tom, what were you in black. charge of that event in 58? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. And I thought, you did, I thought you'd be dull for lack of sleep. <laughs> hey, nice. also, guys, I, I, there, there's another event happening that, that I'm not sure everybody, that you guys would be... I think a lot of people would be interested in in the classic car era is Cooter's Garage, which is the Dukes of Hazard Ben Jones. Sure, you guys familiar with him? They he has a museum here. I mean, he has a, a, a place here. And that weekend, they have the three of those uh, actors are going to be here signing autographs at at Cooter's Garage here. In oh wow! That the same weekend. Same weekend. <laughs> yeah. So there's wow. going to be a lot of, and there's the Mustang Club is going to have a car show there as well. So that's it all. Sounds like, you know, this thing has got a lot of synergy going on up there in LeBray. So uh, yeah. sounds like next yeah. weekend the place to be in the state of Virginia and surrounding area is LeRay. You guys are that's like right. the car capital next weekend. That's well, great. And there's a big auction here. There's a big auction here too. It's Texaco uh, memorabilia. About a hundred gas pumps are going to be sold that weekend here at an auction. So wow. it's Texaco collectors and you know memorabilia, glass globe, all Maybe. that stuff is going to be here. It's going to be a wild Man. weekend, I think. <laughs> it sounds like it. Virginia yeah. sounds like a happening place. <laughs> Who knew? Of course. You guys have obviously started something up there. You know, who knows? Maybe maybe this will continue to build. That would be great because well, you, you guys are not that be. far up. Um, That's right. And, and I, I actually, uh, of course, uh, several of the, of the attendees and participants, uh, notably uh, Natalie and Janice Weaver, uh, the Weaver sisters are, are good friends of mine. Uh, Terry Bond and and oh, some yeah. others. And uh, I came up for the swap meet. It's been uh, just pre-COVID. I'm thinking it was in 2019. 
that I came up okay. for the swap meet and uh, spent the day with you. And it's just so much there to see, uh, so many parts available that you're just not going to find everywhere else, and right. a lot of knowledge <laughs> out there on that field, too. So, you know, for people that are working with pre-war cars and you're just getting started and you're not totally familiar with what you're working on or uh, knowledgeable about where to find parts or what to do with certain things, you can bend these people's ears, too. Um, I noted that everybody was just uh, extremely nice, ready to share their information and, and talk about mm-hmm. not only what they had for sale, but just about the cars in general. Well, you know, it's it, uh, a lot of what happens at a swap meet such as this is you may you may come and not find what you're looking for. But you find leads, and you find connections, like you said, information. It's it's a fellowship event, and it it uh, it just connects everybody. And on Friday evening, we have we have started two years ago. I think it was we started a vendor dinner. And coming and up on our first break, that has been a wonderful thing uh, that we provide, and they they help share the cost. But we provide a dinner, and last year we. We had 160 participants at the vendor dinner. Let's go to break. Wow. Now. Well, we're going to yeah. go on a on a quick break here, and Dennis, if, if we can hold you over for a few minutes until after the break, that would be great. Sure, sure. And I want to come in and mention uh, something, too, uh, Dennis. Uh, I don't know if Tom told you or not, but all of these shows are recorded and archived and will be played back, and we do a lot for veterans uh i'm a veteran and um we we do a show called redo voting and it's all in it's it's coming our way and it's going to take over the voting situation where there won't be any cheating or any malfunctions and they are all veterans and uh we do a number of veteran shows so i hope that uh when we archive this it'll be archived on monday that you'll put it up on your website and let veterans know we also have a doctor that has not a cure but he has a product that will relieve if you're having a sleeping order due to ptsd he has the answer for it he's in uh columbus georgia and he he too is a veteran he was a medic he was a dentist and then he became an md as well so we do have an answer if you're having problems sleeping because of ptsd dr moeller has the answer they have an answer for that well, that's, yes that's sir wonderful we'll be back right after well, this since the 1960s jc taylor has been america's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr, that's 888-268-4783, or visit jctaylor.com slash awr, drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. 
It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. Well, we're, we're back. Richard, you, you still with us? I'm still here, oh, oh. just... Uh, you know, enjoying the electricity that's now on. So, all's good. <laughs> all is good, Knoxville. Um, so, we've, we've still got uh, Dennis Fleming with us um, with the uh, Shenandoah region uh, racketeers. And uh, it's a chapter of the Model T Ford Club International. Can you... Tell us a little bit about, and and then before we uh, let you to let you go in a few minutes, um, you know, be sure and you know reinforce all the dates, the times, the wheres and hows, and where you can register and and so forth. And then, of course, later this weekend we will post that up on our Facebook page as well, Dennis. But tell us a little bit about the Model T Ford Club International. Okay, yeah, the Model T Ford Club International was an established in 1952, and it uh, was just a, uh, John Stanowski was the founding uh, member that thought that there was a need for a club to get together and and unite on a, a singular car, you know, and, and uh, it was built from there, and it's been, I think, the, the longest running Model T Ford Club in the world. Uh, it uh, it is international. We have members throughout the, the world, from Australia to England, Sweden, France. <laughs> I, you name it, we have members. It's about a four uh, thirty five hundred to four thousand members is what we average. Uh, we we have a, a magazine that is called the Model T Times that. Uh, editor is Natalie Weaver, who does a wonderful job, and our executive director is Steve Bumgardner, who is located in Hudson, North Carolina. He is doing a great job, and we we have a, a I'm, all, I'm currently on the board of directors and a past president of the club, and we have a very active, good uh, board of directors. Uh, Scott Steelman is now the current president. And uh, doing a wonderful job. Uh, I don't know what, what else you want to know about it. Well, you know, so one thing about it, and I'll put in a plug for this: the uh, magazine that you referenced, uh, edited by Natalie Weaver. It's just a exceptional piece, and you know, I love everything, anything automotive. I'm in love with it. I know Richard's the same way, um, and. Natalie sent me a couple of, told me she was going to send me a couple of samples of the magazine, which which she did, you know, and I was expecting, you know, a, 
a humble publication that, you know, sort of outlines some things about Model T's and what's going on in various areas. It was a great publication. I, I was really, really impressed um, by the publication that you guys have. And, I mean, it's, it's really it's a high quality. Yep, it's a high quality magazine and, and well edited, well put together. Uh, we have a, a, a good supply. It's, it's actually a good magazine to advertise in for, for the car hobby people because it it gets a lot of attention. So, uh, you know, it's, that's, that's a good thing. We also have an association. It's it's a, just a relationship with the Paquette plant, which is the initial Ford plant up in Michigan, Detroit. So we work yeah. with them, too. But So, let, yeah, <clears throat> let me ask you. So, if... I guess I have a couple of thoughts going through my key brain here, but uh, one of those is, of course, you know, one thing I, you know, and I'm as Richard is, we're like both lifelong hobbyists, and one thing that I continue to hear lately, though, is, gosh, I, I worry about driving the earlier cars. I think I'd like to have a uh, brass era car or have a Model T, but you know, how do we get? Through area traffic safely, is there there's, there's no place for me to drive these cars and you know feel comfortable and and things of that nature. Um, how would you respond to those people? Because I think there's still ample opportunity to get out there and enjoy and exercise these cars. Well, yes, and I, I we we are very fortunate to be in an area that we can experience the driving of a Model T most any day we want on rural roads and not have a lot of issues. But what we have done, and I think what I would advise, is to equip your cars with uh, brake lights and turn signals to make it safer. Uh, the, the the speed that you travel is slower than average traffic, so you, you just don't... The biggest problem you have is somebody running up on behind us and, uh, you know, give us a problem that way. So I would just equip cars and then also to, to, uh, participate in the club events, like our, uh, Model T tour that's held in July, where we get as many as 250 cars together and they travel not in a caravan, but we're in an area that is, that knows that we're there. And, you know, that way a lot of times the communities prepare the local citizens for uh, an event such as this. So you can participate in those things. Uh, It's it's a lot to happen. There's a lot of uh, local chapters that have tours that they get five, six to ten cars together and do a little touring, um, participating with each other. Safety in numbers. Safety in numbers, Basically. it helps. It helps. It just helps to let the local communities aware that there are uh, slow-moving vehicles. It's sort of like Amish country. When you go to Amish country, you're always looking out for a buggy. So when you know that they're there, you're, you, people are more aware. That's a great analogy. So where is this year's event? Where is this year's event going to be held? Uh, Hamilton, Ohio, uh, third week in July. I think July 17th is the kickoff day, and it's uh, going to be held in Hamilton, Ohio, which is southwest Ohio. And uh, it's going to be a beautiful part of the country to tour in. I think we're going to, 
I think we've got close to 200 registered for that. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, We've had them all over the country. Uh, In 2009, uh, 50 of us participated in a run from New York to Seattle. We drove from Manhattan to Seattle, Washington in Model T's. And how many months did that take? It took one month. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I figured. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was fun, though. We we had a, a wonderful time, and it's just great fellowship with everybody, and uh, you you, you kind of you become a family in a month <laughs> when you travel together and stay together. But yeah, working on one another's cars, yeah, exactly. Park, parking lot, parking lot mechanics. A uh, friend of mine uh, from Roanoke, uh, John Griesenbeck, uh, participated yes, in that, I believe. So, yep, he's a good friend uh, of mine as well. Yeah. Good deal. A good guy. Well, do us a favor and recap everything real quickly um, and let people know how to find out about the swap meet and what's happening on which days, and uh, we'll underscore all of that. And then uh, Natalie has provided me with some information I can post up on the uh, Facebook page. Right, yeah. Our Facebook page. Yeah. our uh, uh, first off, I'll start our, our website is mapwsm.com, which is the first letter of each word Mid Atlantic Pre or Swap Meet. So that's you can you can go to that uh, website and uh, look at what there's a schedule of events. There's vendor registration forms. Uh, we try to update that pretty pretty quickly when we. Uh, for next year, which next year will be the 12th and 13th, I think. This year's event is May 13 and 14, which is next Friday and Saturday. Uh, The vendor starts, uh, vendor hours start at 7 a.m. on Friday morning and runs till 5. And then on Saturday, they start at 7 a.m. And then usually it's around lunchtime, people are starting to disperse. So it's a it's like a day and a half event uh, for the swap meet. Great, so, and uh, and you guys have a, a dinner that people could register to. Let's say if somebody came in and they wanted to stay overnight, or do they have to be a vendor to participate in? The, well, it's in the yeah, it's it's a vendor. It's actually a vendor dinner, and it's all held at the BFW. We are kind of limited to uh, space. In, in that, and we're we're pushing those limitations now. With uh, we're I think we're close to 150, and 160 is about the most we can handle. <laughs> wow! As far it's as a great it's problem, a vendor, to have. yes, it is, and it, it's a uh, just a, uh, a thank you kind of thing to the vendors. And they, there's a lot of times you go to a swap meet, and nobody has time to sit and just chat about what's going on. So Friday evening we. We disbanded at 5, we stopped the swap meet, 5.30, we all gather at the post. We have an invocation, we give some, um, just some local news or talk about some things, and then we eat, and then we sit around and talk about what's what's happening. So Second break. It brings people together. Great. Well, Dennis, thanks for being with us, and uh, Thank you. we're going to... 
take a break, and uh, folks will have information posted up on our uh, Facebook page. And then, as Dennis says, uh, you can go to their website and find out information as well. But uh, next Friday and next Friday and Saturday, you should be in Luray, Virginia, because it sounds like they've got it going on down there. There's Thank a lot know. happening here that you can see. Yep. Thank you. Have a good day. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. And we're back. And, uh, well, that was pleasant having uh, our our guest uh, Dennis on to talk about uh, all of the pre-war uh, activities going on up there in in Lebray, and uh, we sounds like a fun have... week, man. I, yeah, I would like to go there one day, without a doubt. Yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, well, of course, you know, I'm only uh, what two hours, two and a half hours south of them. So, you know, you come on down, and we'll go on up. Um, yep, as, as I say, 
yeah, but you know, thinking about that, I was really um, surprised about the Model T Ford Club International meet, if you will. Two hundred and some odd Model Ts all bustling around town. That's got to be something to, to watch, you know. Boy, talking about I some traffic jam. That's like being in stuck in Midtown Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, like with everybody yelling, them, you know? screaming. <laughs> you know, when well, that must be a fun sight to see. <laughs> would would be cool. I I um, not to mention the H word, but uh, you know, my very first road trip in old cars was when I was sixteen. Um, I was, you know, of course, into Hudson's, and uh, <laughs> there was an annual Hudson show in conjunction with an AACA show, the Apple Blossom Festival in Winchester, Virginia, and just 30 minutes from Winchester was Front Royal, Virginia, where the Skyline Caverns are, and they would have the um, Apple Blossom Festival show on Saturday, and then on Sunday morning, was the big Hudson Essex Airplane show over there at the Skyline Caverns, which would start, you know, at the crack of dawn over there. Um, you know, and I would, that was my first, first solo road trip that my parents let me go on. I, I drove, it was a five hour trip from Virginia Beach up to uh, Winchester. And uh, what a bunch of fun that was. Hmm. Just, yeah, it's always fun and having a good time. Uh, going to car events, and once you get going, you want to go back the following year, then you meet different people, or you meet the same people, and you renew friendships. And that's how you find a lot of rare parts, by talking to people. And, uh, you know, they're more than willing to uh, trade or barter, or even give things away to people that they know, as opposed to just selling them to strangers. So, uh, yeah, it's always good to uh, make some connections when you go to these events, and uh, it pays off in the end. It really does. Yeah, it was cool. I, you know, thinking about the Model Ts and the, having that whole area that they're going to be in just full of Model Ts everywhere. Um, Front Royal was not a large town, but they had a number of uh, hotels because of the caverns and the Skyline Drive nearby and all of that. But they were probably a good seven or eight old style, you know, pull up to the door uh, motels there. And every motel in that whole place was loaded chock-a-block full of Hudson's. I mean, it it looked like you were you were visiting, you know, next door to the Hudson factory back in in the 50s. It was so cool. They were just everywhere. I would walk from motel to motel just checking out the cars. So much fun. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Cool. And great memories, too. Yep. Yeah, just just good stuff. Um so you and I were talking about just, you know, in general, and of course, like that, it's just uh, experiences and stories, and I, you and I could go on and on and on for hours and hours about car stories, but uh, what are your, some of your favorite recollections and favorite car stories, funny or otherwise? Well, you know, I back around, I guess, the late 80s, I wanted, in the worst way, a Sunbeam Tiger. And I put a wanted ad in Hemmings Motor News, and this guy called, and uh, I was living in Brooklyn at the time, and he was up in Binghamton, New York, which was, you know, like a 
six-hour drive, five, six hours. So my friend Lou and I, we got in my Ford Escort, Escort SS, by the way, five-speed, and we drove, and it was February, we drove up in a snowstorm to go up to Binghamton, New York, to look at this guy's, you know, tiger, because he said he had a tiger. So we get onto this property, and he takes us in the back into a barn, and, you know, being from the city, I probably the first time I was ever in a barn, you know, and uh, there are cars stacked on top of each other, like four, five cars tall, cooters, chargers, dusters, I mean... You know, uh, Ford Galaxies, there were a couple of Pontiacs. It was all kinds of stuff. And then in the back of the barn were five Tigers lined up in a row. One of which was wow. a vintage race car that he used to race nearby at Watkins Glen. And uh, he, you know, we, we waded through all these cars. Again, it was like being in a junkyard where everything is piled up on top of the roof. You know, some of these roofs of, you know, the cooters and stuff were crushed a little but, uh, wow. you know, yeah, 71 Cooters, 440s, all kinds of stuff this guy had. He's been collecting for years. And it was probably about four or five acres. So there was well over, you know, 100 cars there. And this one particular barn was uh, filled with tigers. And when he told me he had a tiger, boy, he wasn't lying. And I ended up buying this uh, right-hand drive tiger, which was, I found out, was only 325 made. In right-hand drive form, factory hardtop. It was a 260, and uh, you know the floors were rotted out, but it was straight as an arrow. And uh, I bought it for 1,500 bucks. And, wow. Uh, yeah, I sold it for like you know two years later because I needed the money. I was creating, publishing my own magazine called Karatsaria, and I sold it for 3,200 bucks. And I thought I hit the lottery, and. Uh, yeah, a right-hand drive Tiger with factory metal hardtop today, uh, restored, is, you know, approaching six figures, if not more, depending on, you know, how it's sold in the condition. So uh, that was an exciting day. You know, we drove back to Brooklyn that, later that evening, and it was like that's all we could talk about was all these cars and the cooters stacked on top of each other. And it's like it's something we've never seen before because, you know, when you live in the city, you know, you don't even have a garage. you got to park your old car in the street or, or in an alleyway. And this guy had acres of land filled with cars, so it was like, wow, <laughs> what a way to live. So that was a great memory. No, I, I remember a lot of, lot of craziness back, back in the day, uh, especially with salvage yards. Um, I, I call it like the golden age of salvage yards. It probably ran from the 30s all the way up until the um, mid-80s. And, you know, a lot of, you know, today, um, used auto parts and salvage arts, it's a sophisticated business for the most part. Um, You know, they bring cars in, they either partially disassemble and then, you know, warehouse the parts or... You know, at least they're categorizing them. They've got a strict inventory and everything else. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, there was a place called Matthews and Son Junkyard. It was uh, out in the area of Chesapeake, Virginia, called Great Bridge. And uh, Mr. Matthews specialized in all the oldies, and he had acres and acres of cars in this swampland, basically, out there. And they were, oh, my God, you'd go out in the summertime, you hated going 
in the summertime because it was just swarming with mosquitoes. I mean, you would douse yourself in off, and those things would still be trying to carry you away. And you just hoped that you didn't have to go to the south end of the of the yard because it was even worse. You know, you felt like you were going to go in there and come out of there with malaria. <laughs> but yeah, they, they the cool thing about it was. Being so close to all the uh, military installations down there, Matthews would buy a ton of uh, older government issue vehicles. Um, I remember 1960 uh, Dodge Darts. I'll bet you he had 15 of those things in there. Uh, so if you wow. had one of those, you think, oh, yeah, it was just crazy. Cars that you don't normally see, but you saw a preponderance of them because he went to some auction and bought them all. And uh, he had a horse that wandered the junkyard. You know, he didn't have a junkyard dog. He had a junkyard horse. A horse would wander through the junkyard while you were in there. Yeah, it was it was crazy. He was such a, such a nice guy. He was an interesting fellow. I'm not sure he... Bathed regularly, had a, a pair of bib overalls on, and uh, half the time when I went in there, he didn't have shoes. But you know, he really had no inventory. There was no chart as to where everything was. You would just tell him what you wanted, and he would go, well, I think it's like back over there uh, behind where you find all the buses. And so you just walk, start walking, <laughs> carry your stuff. You find the buses, and then you'd kind of try to figure out where he was telling you to go. Uh, he had some guy working for him named Junior, and if you if you needed an engine or you needed a transmission, it was uh, 25 bucks. You had to pay cash, 25 bucks, and, and Junior would uh, take a front-end loader, and he'd pick the vehicle up out of, from wherever it was and bring it out front, and Junior would take a torch and get your engine or transmission out. So it was great great stuff it was just crazy yeah, we had a guy um, like we had a guy like that in staten island it was called stucker's junkyard and it was all foreign sports cars and uh i remember being there one day looking for parts for my uh for my one of my triumphs and uh he had two damler sp250 dots and he said you know these cars just came in today you know one of them was stripped it was a rolling shell the other one needed a lot of work he goes just give me 200 bucks. You can have both of them. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah. He had a little hut there filled with, you know, Webbers and SUs and Stromberg, hundreds and hundreds of stuff right in the middle of Staten Island. You know, you just you, you just never know. But, you know, those days of roaming junkyards are just about over due to insurance regulations and being a EPA. society we are now. Yeah. But, uh you know, you go out to Desert Valley and places like that out in Scottsdale and, you know, Phoenix, uh, you can still do that, roam the junkyard. It's a great way to spend a few hours with your friends. I've been to Desert Valley junk, uh, Desert Valley Auto Parts out there, and it, yep. I remember the first time I walked into that place. Time to break. It was like going into a candy store. And it was, we'll right? talk more about it. Great. Yeah, it was amazing. So I hear, uh, here we need to go on a break here, so uh, we'll be right back here in just a few minutes. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? 
Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor you're listening to america's the pioneer and leader in chat radio thank you for listening and now back to the classic car show on america's web radio with tom cox and richard lentinello All right. Well, we're back, and we've been talking about going to junkyards, and Desert Valley Auto Parts came up right before the break, and uh, when I worked at Hemmings, we used to go out there in January for, you know, all the all the big auctions, and uh, we always stuck around an extra day after the events happened, and we would roam the junkyards in Scottsdale in the Phoenix area, and, uh, gee, I, I, I bought a 61 dashboard, and 61 grills for my uh, a Pontiac Ventura bubble top I bought that I had. And uh, I still have those. They're hanging in my garage. You know, I sold the car, but these parts, they were rust-free, sitting out there in the desert for decades. And they're still in perfect condition. And, uh, you know, I couldn't bring them on the plane, so the people at Desert Valley, they just, you know, packaged them up and they shipped them out. And they arrived in good condition, and the prices were excellent. So uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun going to junkyard. You just never know what you come across. And uh, I found an Oldsmobile Quad 4 cam cover. You know, I picked that up off the ground, brought it to the window, five bucks. That's hanging in my garage. You just, you know, there's always interesting parts. And, you know, I look at parts as uh, industrial sculpture. So you just never know what you find and that you could buy really cheap and just decorate your house with and, uh it's always an enjoyable way to spend an afternoon. No, it's, you know, I'm, it's therapeutic. Somehow out there commuting with the rust makes you feel at peace, you know. <laughs> the I, Desert Valley and those junkyards out there are pretty amazing. Being from, well, I'm from the uh, <clears throat> Middle East Coast, but... Uh, 
you know, we still had r- rust either from the uh, salt spray coming in from the ocean or from salt that was put on the roads in the wintertime, even though we didn't have it like, you know, everybody up north did. So, I mean, we didn't have horrible situation with that, but we still had rust. You go out there and shoot, they're, they're crushing stuff that's better than what we have out here. <laughs> it's amazing. Um look at the cars on the stacks and they've still got the factory paint on the bottom side yeah you know one year i was in one year i was in a junkyard in uh san pedro which is near long beach california and it was one of those pick parts you know you pay a small fee five bucks you you roam the junkyard and they were lifting up a volkswagen beetle shell it was a rolling shell and it had original yellow paint. There was no rust on this thing. It was never in an accident. And they just picked it up and dropped it into the gobbler, and they crushed it. And it was like, that thing is gold back east, you know. In the northeast, you know, all the cars rusted. And it's amazing, the cars that they destroy, even today. It just blows my mind, you know. I, I guess they just don't have the space to keep them all, you know. But, uh, yeah, that was a heartbreaking scene. I never forgot it. Now it was crazy. My my craziest junkyard experience was uh, one that came about after I moved to Southwest Virginia, and I uh, heard about a junkyard called Clyde Turner's place, who was down off of uh, Route Fifty Eight down near Stewart, Virginia. And uh, everybody just said, you know, this is a great place. Lots of old stuff. He's got stuff that he sells whole, which not a lot of places do. Um, anymore because of various uh, bureaucratic restrictions. Uh, a lot of the salvage yards don't sell whole cars, but at that time, Clyde was still selling some. And so I, I pulled up, and there's like this little shack, and there are all these you know old fencing around this whole area here, and there's a couple of old cars out front. And I, I walk in, and no kidding, there's just two light bulbs in this office area. And there are cords hanging from the ceiling with just a, uh, a bare bulb hanging in a socket with a little pull chain on it. And uh, in the background, there's uh, an old AM radio playing along it and just with a bad signal crackling is uh, bluegrass <laughs> music playing on it, you know. And uh, this guy who walks up to the, yeah, it's great. This guy walks up to the counter and he's like, so, uh, why are you here to see old Clyde? Everything was in the third person with this guy, you know? So, well, Clyde's glad you decided to come in today. What is it you're looking for? And uh, I'd tell him, you know, I'd like to see, you know, what he had in uh, Hudson's or AMC's or Ford's or whatever it happened to be for the day. And he would be like, well, Clyde can take care of that. He's got some great cars out back here. But while I'm talking to you, you know, Clyde has been working on some medicinal moonshine lately, and we've got a brand-new batch in. And he reached up underneath the counter, and he brought out these mason jars with a curious clear liquid in them and proceeded to tell me that uh, it was uh, medicinal uh uh, not moonshine, but uh, 
medicinal ginseng, and of course <laughs> it was moonshine. <laughs> of course, <laughs> and it, he was trying to sell me the moonshine before I was allowed to get into the yard. So I didn't t- partake of the moonshine. I, I told Clyde, I said, "Well, no, I, I think I'd be fine without. I, I really don't need any of that." Well, Clyde has some really great hats for sale. So the inference was. You're not getting in my junkyard unless you buy something. And that's kind of how he ran everything. He had a hat or he had moonshine or one point in time I went there and he had these carpet samples, but they were imprinted with an image of this pet pig that he had. And the, the pig weighed about 400 pounds. His name was Oinky. And so Clyde sold me a piece of carpet for $4 with a portrait of Oinky the pig on it in order to gain access to the junkyard. If that wasn't enough. Oh, you can't make it up. And then, then he would sell you a, uh, a bottle of Snapple for $2, which you also felt inclined to purchase because Clyde was going to see to it that you got to see all the wonders of the junkyard. And for 2 bucks, you'd buy a bottle of Snapple and you would give it to Oinky, and Oinky would pop the top off of that Snapple, and they were glass jars at that time. They're plastic now, but they were glass then. That pig would pop the top off of that thing, grab the bottle, and tilt his head back and drink the whole thing. And I'm, I'm, I am not kidding at all. I even still to this day have a hat that Clyde Turner sold me with a portrait of a picture, photo of Oinky the pig on the front of it, and it has a little caption that says, Oinky says, Snapple is best drink ever. <laughs> it's just, Oy vey. Uh, I'm so glad I grew um, up in this city. <laughs> <laughs> it was just Oy absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Every time you know, I went we, to Clyde Turner's, it was different. You know, we, we had... This area in Central, in the middle of Brooklyn, it was all these junkyards. It was like Junkyard Row. And this particular junkyard had stacks of containers, you know, and probably three stories tall. And as you entered the junkyard, up on top was an, was an ESO Revolta. Oh, my it gosh. Was sitting up there for, yeah, it was sitting up there for years, decades. It's, it could be still there. And uh, in that junkyard, there would be, you know, I found a TVR with a 2500 TVR with a perfect chassis. There was Corvettes, Alphas, all kinds of stuff. And in the back, they had the auto gobbler where they would put in a car and they would crush it down to a cube. But you couldn't walk near there. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, it was you know, blocked off. So uh, I'm sure lots of guys named Sal and Vinny ended up there in the auto gobbler. But, uh, yeah, you know. They weren't as friendly as Clyde. You walk in, they go, what do you want? <laughs> there was what do one, you want? One, <laughs> there was uh, one place I went to that was like that, and that was in Virginia Beach, uh, uh, Tidewater Auto Parts, and there were two cats that worked in there, a guy named Bubba and a guy named Pete. And uh, Pete was sort of this scrawny little guy, and Bubba was the bigger guy. He had a, a flat-top haircut, 
you know, where they used to give the flat top and wax the top, you know, wax the hair so yep. it stood straight up. And, uh, oh, my gosh, you know, every other word was expletive this and expletive that, and, you know. Yeah, be sure you get back here by five o'clock because we're leaving. We're going to lock the gate, you know. In other words, if you're not out of there by five o'clock, we're going to let the dogs out and we're going to lock the gate. You're going to be stuck here. So, <laughs> great stuff. And so, and, and those guys knew that they were sitting on a gold mine. They just knew it, you know. They they had the stuff, and uh, you were going to play by their rules. Oh gosh, I could. Right. I, I've got. A ton, we could probably do a whole show on on junkyard stories. I've got a million and one of them, and the only thing I hate is that most of them have gone away. Um, right, you just can't go back there. And then, the, like I said, the characters and the people that uh, ran those junkyards. It was it was amazing. So, let me digress for a moment and. You've got another issue of Crankshaft Magazine on the way. Yes, we soon, posted it soon. yesterday on Facebook. Yeah, uh, we go to press in about three weeks, so it should be available to mail to uh, our subscribers uh, early June, uh, and they should receive it by mid-June because it does go media rate. But... Uh, yeah, it's, we're excited about it. You know, the main feature story is the Corvette Grand Sport. And, uh, geez, we have uh, a 1934 Rio in there. And we even have a feature on the IKA, one of those Keisler, uh, Keisler Ramblers that were built, you know, down in Argentina. Oh, those things are beautiful. They yeah, are. I love those. Keisler industry. I'd love yeah, to those are pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, we have a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, 60 Oldsmobile, you know, four-door sedan, and uh, a Talbot Lago, one of the last uh, examples from that French mark. So there's a lot of interesting stuff in this issue. We're really excited. You know, it's, again, it took a little longer than usual uh, trying to get everything, uh, you know, settled down once we moved. But uh, I think people are really going to enjoy it. I really do. Now I, I know it's I know it's going to be good, and um, I had I've, over the years I had several sixty olds. I always like that rectilinear styling. I mean that yeah. just a unique style that year. And uh, of course, back in those days, you know the varying the different GM divisions had their own engines. You know, Oldsmobile had their own, and uh, one I had had a, a three ninety four. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was it was pretty stout. I will tell you that car would run. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Okay, gentlemen, um, we got to yeah. come to an end. Time to wrap it up. So get off the couch and get in the garage, and don't buy cheap tools. Yeah, do tools. something with your life. <laughs> well, I'm going <laughs> to hit the road and drive up to the Greenbrier. I guess I'll see you tonight, Tom. I'll I'll be I'll be waiting on you with bells on. How's that? <laughs> All right, you guys, you stay well, be, everybody. Be safe. You're be safe. Take care, America's everybody. Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.